0: Hey friends, and welcome back to the rest of the sermon. I'm so happy that you are here and that uh, you've been with me on this journey. Today marks episode 32 uh, in our journey together. It also marks the last episode for this year. Uh, so today I want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a, a very happy and blessed New Year as well. Uh, and I'll also say Happy Holidays in case you don't celebrate Christmas, but instead celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa uh, or any of the other holidays that happened around this time of year. That does hint at that we will not have an episode next week. I'm going to be taking some time away, uh, taking the first Sunday off that I will miss from my church this this full calendar year. Since it's the last Sunday of the year, I, I should probably get that in if I'm going to. Uh, and trying to take some time to, to recharge and to prepare for my next sermon series uh, Which also implies that we did indeed wrap up our series on reclaiming Jesus this past Sunday So if you would like to see that sermon You will be able to find it in the show notes at the link that's provided If you haven't already heard it And I do encourage you to go and to, to watch it or listen to it Because in there we talk about what it means to be the salt and the light of the world and so today I want to just to focus in just for a few minutes on how we can be salt and light in the world and what that looks like. What followers of Christ, followers of the way, what that has looked like throughout history and what that could look like for you and for me today. And then I want to talk about the audacity of hope. I want to challenge you to dare to hope, to hope for something better in 2021. So salt and light, the, 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 the premise behind this passage in the Bible in Matthew, it's in the uh, beginning of the Sermon on the Mount right after the Beatitudes or, or towards the conclusion of the Beatitudes. And it's appropriate that we ended that series there because that's the next series we're going to be looking at uh, or doing as a series on the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, but this, this image that Jesus gives to be the salt of the earth, in other words, to preserve all that is good and right and holy with God's creation, yet also to be the light in the world, uh, an imagery that suggests that we should be light that shines out into the darkness, exposing injustices, exposing things that need to be changed. And in fact, if you look throughout history, especially the history of our country, you find over and over and over again where people of faith have been willing to preserve what is good and right and holy, but also willing to shine the light on injustice and to demand change. And I dare say that 2020 has seen its fair share of people who were salt of the earth and light of the world. Those who have stood in solidarity to say We all have to be looked at upon and treated as equal. Those who have said that things like systemic racism, systemic injustice, exist in our world and exist in our country. Those who have been willing to shine the light in dark crevices and ugly places and say, you don't just get to turn away because this doesn't affect you, because in reality it affects all of us. And we've been forced to ask questions as a result. Even on this podcast, we've talked about how do we show solidarity? How do we show support? How do we also humble ourselves to realize that far, far too long, we have been a part of the problem and not a part of the solution? It's often been said when it comes to things like racial justice, that that the... (laughs) The, the middle-aged white man who acknowledges racism yet does nothing about it is worse than someone who might be willing to wear a Klan hat and attend a rally. And I have never thought about it in those terms, but as I thought about it and contemplated, I, I, I kind of have to agree. It's the one who's willing to acknowledge that it exists, but then does nothing to stop it is far worse than the one who doesn't uh, even recognize that it's a bad thing that it exists in the first place. Those who are willing to preserve what is good and right and holy. Things like continuing to teach this gospel message, not losing sight of who Jesus was and is, but instead being willing to reclaim who he is. Those things are important, and those are the tasks that we have set upon in 2020. Now, I'm not going to pretend that the calendar is somehow going to switch over to 2021 and all of our ills will be gone. I'm not going to pretend that overnight, magically, things are going to get better. But I will say, and I will challenge you to have the audacity to dare to hope. It feels like for me, friends, that for far too long, especially in this year with uh, dramatic things going on, it's been very difficult to hope because every time I feel like I have something I can put my hope in, something else happens. The other shoe drops. Something else comes along that seemingly shoves me back down to the ground. Yet, here we are collectively together at the end of the year with a chance to lock arm in arm and boldly walk into a new year and not just to hope but to demand that things will be better. Friends, I want to challenge you, I want to encourage you this time of year, these next couple of days as Advent wraps up and we celebrate the the birth, the coming of the Savior, I want to challenge you to be willing to let your tribalism die and instead to step back into your faith. And that might sound a little weird to hear, a little weird for a pastor to say, Because some would argue that Christianity isn't that in and of itself tribalism, and I would say very loudly from the highest mountaintop I could could find, no, that's not what Christianity is. In in fact, it's what it's been turned into, and and it's the furthest thing from what Jesus called us to do and who Jesus called us to be. So I want to encourage you, as the year ends, as Advent wraps up, to end your relationship with tribalism to injure relationship with things that separate you from other people and instead to be willing to answer the call of Christ to embrace others and to embrace the otherness that makes them others and to recognize in each and every person the image of god Friends, if we are going to come together, if we are going to be serious about reclaiming Jesus, if we are going to listen to this most seminal sermon that's probably ever been delivered, not even probably, that has ever been delivered on earth, the Sermon on the Mount, then we have to be ready to take our glasses off, our rose-colored glasses, and to experience the light that is being shined in the darkness of our lives and our souls that shows the things that need to change. And we have to come together around those timeless parts of God's creation that we must preserve while also being willing to answer to the call to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, How do I follow Jesus today? It's a challenge. It's not easy following Jesus, loving others. It's it's not easy. Yet that's what we are called to do. So friends, as we wrap up this year, as we celebrate the birth of the Messiah, I encourage you to open your eyes just as though those Jewish believers had to open theirs some 2,000 years ago for Jesus is not what they expected he wasn't the valiant warrior leader coming on a white stallion to reclaim the promised land just like he is not the warrior leader rolling into the world to reclaim the greatness of the United States of America. That's not what Jesus is about, friends. Instead, Jesus is about loving one another. Jesus is about a new order, a new way. One that says we must lift up all, we must support all. We must care for all because we're all invited into the kingdom. We're all created in God's image. I'm not saying anything new that you haven't already heard over the last few weeks, but I I fear that it bears repeating because I don't know that we all hear these words and understand just how serious it is to God. So as you're spending time over the next week or so thinking about New Year's resolutions, thinking about what you want 2021 to look like, what your hopes and dreams are. I hope that you will consider burying your allegiance to any tribe and instead trying this one thing that Jesus has called us all to do, to love. Instead, joining people of the way. That's what they were called back in the day. People that answered the call. I hope that you and yours are able to spend some time together this holiday season in a safe way. I know that uh, a vaccine is here and that's wonderful news, but that does not mean that the fight is over. So, please continue to wear your masks, wash your hands, observe social distancing when you can, Enjoy your family. Check on your neighbors and check on your church neighbors. Check in on those folks you used to see every week and perhaps you haven't talked to in a while. Now is as good a time as any to give them a call. Consider, consider burying your tribalism and joining Jesus as part of the people who follow the way. To steal a quote from a favorite show of mine, this is the way. Shout out if you got that. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for joining me for the last 32 episodes of the rest of the sermon. As always, if you have any comments or feedback, you can send those to the rest of the sermon at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Hope you have a blessed day. a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a very happy and blessed New Year's. See you in a couple weeks. Between now and then, let God be God. You be love. God bless.